Hey, I'm Bryant. And I'm Noah. You are listening to the Bryant and Noah podcast. We believe in connection, community, and collaboration through meaningful conversation. There is power in connection. Having the courage to reveal our desires will help us understand each other. Each conversation draws us near a new understanding and a more purposeful life. Who we are as individuals can be magnified through community and shared knowledge. All right, Bryant, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Noah, how's it going? Hi, Brian. I'm good, and you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, how is your week so far? So far, so good. Very productive, intense, busy, um, but good. I, it's a good week. What about you? Good, good. Same, pretty productive so far. Okay. Um, not really anything I can say or any hiccups. I know in the last episode, I spoke about something I was frustrated about. But now I'm at the place where I'm just going full speed ahead. So doing good. All right. So our topic for today is going to be on forgiveness. Okay. Forgiveness. So of course we have three questions attached to it, but we're going to start off with the question of the day. So Noah, I will ask you, what do you consider betrayal? What do you consider betrayal? Playing me for boo boo the fool. Very, very simple. I think the like most of the time, if I've ever been in a situation where I've felt betrayed, is because someone tried to play me for stupid. As if okay. you know, like I either I am not coherent enough to pay attention, or I don't understand plain English, or like an ex trying to hide the fact that he's been cheating for six months, as if I already didn't know four months ago. Don't mm. think for boo boo the fool. I am intuitive. I am black, and I have a third eye. You're so, a Taurus. I am a Taurus. I am Inspector Gadget, literally. But no, like literally, I just as long as you don't consider me or play me for stupid or make me feel like I'm crazy, we're peaches. Okay, cool. Huh. For me, what do I consider betrayal? Oh, goodness. I'm trying to sum this up in one sentence, but I will say I feel betrayed when I am not let in on decisions that pertain to me, so mm. to speak, or not even decisions or when I'm a person that's, I enjoy my solitude and I don't like everybody knowing my business. I'm just that type of person. Unless I reveal it, then it's like, okay, you're free to go and say this, but I have my key people around me that I tell certain things and I feel betrayed when information is shared that I just didn't wish to be shared. Like, let it be my decision to share that information. Or if you're going to make a decision that I'm a factor in, yeah. loop me in. <laughs> so it's uh, those two things. It's especially the one about me not that I'm secretive or that I don't like sharing information with people it's just and it's not that I don't trust people either it's just that certain things I'm very methodical about going about it and I believe in energy because the one thing yes I do not like 
I do not like sharing some information because sometimes people, they don't have be mm-hmm. their best intentions and they'll work against you or I don't know what they're praying for. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm very wary of that. So that's what I consider betrayal. Okay. All right. Good. So first question. And yes, All right. to ask this. So when is an apology not enough? Uh, an apology is not enough for me when it's the same thing repeating over and over and over again. Or if it's something that's of major magnitude, where it's like, okay, I don't know how to receive this apology because that little I'm sorry, or I didn't mean to please accept my forgiveness thing compared to the magnitude of what was done. um, That's when it's not enough. It's and because it's not showing that you truly are taking accountability for the action. Yeah. So that's when an apology is not enough for me. Like, I want to be 1000% sure that you understand the gravity mm-hmm. of what's occurred. It sounds like punishment, but I digress. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get you, I get you. Um, and I think it's, I, I get that and it's, I guess that's it's why I feel the way that I feel about this question. I don't think an apology is ever enough. Genuinely, like an apology is never enough by itself. I personally don't require the quote unquote, I'm sorry. It's for me the change behavior. Okay. If, and perhaps this is me uh, giving allowance in advance, but if you do something, as long as you can take accountability for it and then I can see the change behavior, we can move forward. We can yeah. go with our married life. You don't ever have to utter the words, I'm sorry. You know, you can say, you know, I'm aware of what I did wasn't respectful, or um, I didn't take you into accountability for this, or I didn't think how I didn't think about how you were gonna feel. Accountability, I think, is more important than the um, the apology itself and then the changed behavior. Because I feel like people get so caught up in the saying, I'm sorry, that they forget to change the behavior that led mm-hmm. to this problem. And yeah. it's okay to have to fight fight somebody's child for saying sorry too many times. But I digress. I digress. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. So I'm gonna ask you this question now. Okay. What is your forgiveness process? And I really want to challenge the concept of forget forgiving versus forgetting okay. within this question. So in my younger days, forgiveness or just forgiving, it came naturally. I didn't have to think about it. It just happened. As an adult, and I think specifically when I started dating, um, there's a lot more thought that went into it, meaning, you know, asking those questions of why would someone do this? Um, Or why would you want to hurt me that way? And then I internalized a lot of that. And Forgiveness then became this process of judgment. So it's kind of like, you know, or are you a, forgive my language, are you a fucking idiot? Do you care uh, about me? Um, did your mama not raise you right? Like literally these are questions that I would consistently go through my like, what is wrong with you? And then they turned into what's wrong with me? What did I do to deserve this? And thank God I passed my twenties and that phase because now forgiveness um, honestly, I, I don't require myself to forgive anyone. 
I don't need to actively forgive anyone for anything. Um, and that is because I've removed myself from being obligated or responsible for actions um, that affect me indirectly. So, okay. you know, if something were to happen and there's a quarrel of sorts between me and friends or a relationship or even a stranger, um, if a conversation isn't happening in the moment right away to address it, I really do freely move forward. It's kind of like, wow, okay, that was weird. And then I do a self-check. Noah, are you okay? How does that make you feel? Can we get past this? Are we going to bring this up later to ourselves? No, we're good. The person is technically a non-factor. Great. I literally, I can just slate clean. We're done. Because it, it okay. I just, I've learned to free myself from being obligated and responsible for other people. So when you say the we're done thing, do you say that? for the situation, like we're done, we can move on and we can work together or if, still be like, what's that look like for you? If it's a personal relationship, when I say done, it's one of those things that if it's honestly minuscule or if it's something that um, I can associate with the behavior in someone or I can associate in connection to someone in any space, Usually, I like to just kind of take my own, um, for lack of a better wording, assumption and place it and leave it because it's not mine. So I need, to, I need to put it somewhere other than myself and then we leave it. If that person chooses to bring that conversation up and wants to take accountability for it, absolutely. Now, if it's something major that affects the relationship or friendship, um, I'm not afraid to ever like, hey, listen, that, that, that kind of doesn't work for Okay. What was that about? Uh, but strangers, um, acquaintances, when I say done, it's kind of like that happened. That doesn't belong to me. I can move forward. I don't plan on talking to you at any point going forward. I don't plan on having to interact with you. If I do, it won't be any quote unquote beef, but just know the relationship is now officially changed. For the okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about my forgiveness process, I was really trying to figure out, okay, Bryant, what I was thinking about an old version of Bryant mm -hmm. versus the Bryant now. Mm -hmm. And I shared in a previous episode of the podcast, uh, this was a topic that we had on, I'll just share it, this topic that we had on our list since the beginning of the season. But I was saying, I cannot do this topic yet because there's still someone that I haven't forgiven in my own heart and mind. And I was like, I would feel so uncomfortable on this topic, talking about this. And I didn't even reconcile that. So not that I was giving myself a timeline, like, oh, this episode's coming up, just forgive this person and move on. Like, no, it has to still feel natural for me. But I already knew when I was placing that, that that was going to be happening soon anyway. But the past, to answer the question, the past Bryant, definitely held grudges um, and found it very hard to be the bigger person because just in my upbringing, I was always the one that was counted on and leaned upon like really heavily within my family. Like I was the one that was always coming up with a solution like Brian will know what to do or Brian will figure it out. Like 
just leaned on. So when it came to certain things that just didn't feel right for me, it's like, why do I always have to be the big person? Like, no, I'm standing at, I'm standing my ground. This person needs to come to me and say, sorry, this person hasn't even admitted that they were wrong. Like that was the, that was the speed I was on. <laughs> like, you need to come to me. I'm not going to you. It's like this because you want it to be like not taking accountability for how I played a part in that interaction as well. Like, I, and you mentioned something of, um, say it again. What's the Leo thing? <laughs> Leo. I don't know if it's a Leo it's, thing. It's, no, no, it's a Leo thing. Like, well, thanks for letting me know. I wasn't aware of that. Very much, Leo's are like very much, you owe me an apology. Like, mostly, okay. that I know. Hmm. So that was the old Brian. Now <laughs> the new Brian. <laughs> So the new Bryant, I, I try my best to not hold grudges. And I now come from an understanding that people are, only do things because, especially if it's something that's hurtful, mm -hmm. sometimes they don't really mean it. Like the one thing that's important is the self-awareness piece and understanding like how your actions come, come off to someone. But sometimes you're just a casualty to how things occur within that moment. So while you're holding on to this thing that someone did to you, they're not even aware. So it require you to speak up. And I wasn't doing that because I felt that I had mentioned it more than once, but didn't really say explicitly, like when you did this, it made me feel this way. Yeah. But um, now I understand that people are hurt, you know, themselves through what they've gone through in their own lives. So they either only know how to do that or sometimes they are just doing the best they can with what they have in the situation that they're in. And they thought that was the best decision then. Even if they were reacting out of a lower mindset of themselves, then that was still their decision. And that has nothing to do with me. So I, my process now is understanding that people, sometimes they just need more healing and that it's up to me to control my response to whatever the situation is, so to speak. Um, when it comes to the forgiving, forgetting, I, <laughs> yes, I forgive, but I don't think it always requires you to have that conversation with that person. But the forget thing is, I, I don't forget. Yeah. I... And not that I keep it at the forefront of my mind where now I'm watching everything that you do and I'm remembering how this action that you did years ago is attached to what you're doing now. Like, it's not that. It's more so something to be aware of, especially if it's something that um, the person can't catch. And depending on the closeness of your relationship, I think it's completely okay to say, hey, you're doing that thing again. Is, are you sure that this is what you want your response to be? Mm -hmm. Because last time this occurred, just a reminder, it made me feel this way. And it looks like that's the path we're going down. Let's try it different this time. You know, I, I think it's completely okay to do that. So it's not a matter of forgetting what's occurred, but um, being that person that where if you say you're going to continue the relationship and be there for them, truly do so and kind of save them from themselves. Sometimes people do need a mirror in that way. Oh. I'm just gonna say, Noah's making a face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> you know. Talk about it. What? <laughs> Brian and I spoke about this prior to recording, and I do. No, I don't. I ain't gonna lie. I, when it comes to like, I guess people having to work through their traumas and being better. Um, again. I genuinely don't believe that any other individual should be responsible for your healing, for your traumas and getting past that. And the byproduct of you and your traumas, or I'll say me and my traumas, um, would be me um, actively creating casualties, meaning I'm not processing my dirt or I'm not processing my pain. I am subsequently hurting people in the process. One, I believe is extremely selfish. I don't care if it's expected or not, but for you, for a person to actively operate in trauma and create hurt, and then I have to sit there and almost like hold your hand for your healing, get the heck out of Dodge. No, I-, I But even okay, that, like, that, that you're like mirror, like, hey, you're doing No, this what I mean by that is, I don't see an issue in setting the boundary. Like, hey, when this occurs, like, cause I'm a, <laughs> I speak in a for example kind of way all the time. Like, so sometimes that, hey, last time this happened, for example, X, Y, and Z occurred. And the results of that were this, this, and this. Yeah. So are you sure this is what you want to do? Like for me doing that is almost, I layer in restating a boundary and connecting an example of it so that it could be crystal clear to the person like, hey, my boundary is this. And the last time maybe I was in a place where I wasn't able to set boundaries or I set it and it was ignored, these things occurred. And we don't wanna do that right now because those are the old versions of ourselves and we're trying to grow and elevate. What are we doing so differently? So I don't see an issue with that as long as both parties are willing, of course. Like, if this person is a lost cause, then I'm sorry, you're- I was gonna say, it requires a certain kind of individual, but I get you in regards to like setting the boundary and then if it happens again, I think in some space, some people can be like, hey, we talked about this. I just, I'm genuinely, I'm naturally at this point in my life, not that person. If you agree yeah. your conversation, you take accountability and you can go as far as say, you know, I'm sorry, I'll never do this again. Yeah. I don't have any expectation and I have no intention of ever saying, okay, but if you do this again, this is going to be the outcome. No. You are aware of what this did to me this first go round. This is why we're having this conversation. You naturally yeah. expect any um, respected adult to do what's best for them. And that's me. I'm just, I don't have the whole three strikes you're out situation. Because mm -hmm. the first time you do me wrong, I am genuinely going to express to you the, the pain and trauma that that is, is inflicting on me. And that's no, that's no small matter. And so again, just me. Um, but I am not gonna stick around and help you work through your trauma no. and your nonsense. I totally agree with that because I think what you're saying is it's okay after a certain point to distance yourself. Like, I think sometimes that is necessary because I'm thinking of this thing where um, the teacher appears when the student is ready. Yeah. It's like if the person is not getting it, 
then they're not going to get it. So it's okay to distance yourself until, you know, by some sort of fate or coincidence, something occurs and it's like, okay, this is what I was saying. And they have that aha moment, like, wow, that actually just clicked just now. And I didn't even realize this was, this is what you were saying, or it happens sometimes when someone else says it and you were saying it all the time. So again, it has to be both parties willing, but you can't time when that person is going to be ready and willing. That has to be a conscious decision. And for me, I work better when that conversation is had beforehand rather than trying over and over and over and over again. And then it's getting frustrating. And it's like, now you're getting it. <laughs> now you're understanding how to meet each other halfway and how to, how we can actually grow. That's frustrating to me. That's something I still have to work through gotcha. because I know sometimes some people require that. I don't know if I have anyone around me that requires that right now, but if that ever occurred in my life, I don't know how I would handle that, so I can't even speak on it. But yes, it has to be both parties willing. Okay, so you wrote a question here, and I'm going to ask it because um, I like your perspective on this, and I really just enjoyed listening. So does reconciliation require forgiveness? So we're exploring uh, the concepts of closure and understanding of the person's situation or experience. So... I'm gonna try to reiterate this way I said it off camera, but I don't believe, okay, let's, I'll preface it by saying this. I genuinely believe the word forgiveness in itself can be extremely toxic because it teaches us that we are in some ways either obligated to have this conversation with someone and kind of find a middle ground, if you will, understanding someone else's reason as to why they hurt harmed or wronged you and for me you know it's just it's it's not needed when somebody does you wrong my dad raised me and my brothers on the fact that anything that anyone does is never personal it is never with you actually in mind to hurt you it is a reflection like we've been talking about their traumas their experiences all of those things and I think that we get so caught up in wanting to hear an apology because we misplace our own anger with ourselves. When someone does you wrong, you genuinely technically really aren't bothered by the wrong done to you. It is more so about the fact that you allow this to happen to you. And okay. honestly, and I think that if anybody sits with themselves for five seconds and think about, you know, when someone's done you wrong, your reaction wasn't because of the act you hold yourself in high regard. So you were like, how could I have let this happen? How did I not see this coming? What am I gonna do now? Am I not worthy of more? Like it's really genuinely about self. And so for me, um, and I chose the word reconciliation, I don't think it's a correct word, but it could be in a sense. I don't, I don't think that um, forgiveness or closure is something that requires a second or outside party. Again, your life is about you. Your experiences are yours. Thus, this hurt that is happening is still yours. And so you have to figure out how do you heal from that? I don't have to talk to an ex-boyfriend as to figure out why you didn't love me. I know you don't love me. Not the way that I need to, or because you said it out of your mouth, because I'm going to take you at word value. 
Um, and I'll have to work through whatever that mess is. I'm not going to uh, try to mend a broken friendship if we've already had several tussles and it's brought us to this point and it's broken. One, because I believe in serendipity. What should happen will happen. What should come back will come back. If it's meant to be, it will be. And so I've released myself again from the obligation and responsibility of having to understand everyone else. Because in all honesty, it's too complicated to understand my goddamn self. Like understanding all of my emotions and what's tied to what and how I feel about this. Um, I just, I really think that, I guess the word forgiveness isn't ever meant for someone else. It is about self. It's forgiving yourself for either allowing or even not seeing harm coming your way or just understanding that you have no control over that and that's perfectly fine too. I agree with you. The one thing that I kind of see a little bit differently mm -hmm. is the point of understanding the other person's situation or experience. Okay. I don't need that. Well, I prefer to have that understanding, right? Because that's what's gonna help me kind of see your mindset, who you are as a person and how you see this relationship that we're in, whether it's our friendship, our family relationship or a partnership, whatever, whatever type of ship it is. Mm -hmm. So understanding your experience and, how, and your point of view is kind of gonna help me see, okay, that's why it led to this action. And it's not more so for me, it's just more so to understand, okay, I actually forgive you because you did the best you could with what you had based on your experience, you know? Not saying I need to get deep and understand your childhood and when you were seven, like, no, I don't need to hear all of that. But I do kind of want to understand like, what experiences did you have that made you thought this was okay to do? Um, and it's not about me, yeah. but this is clearly something that if it wasn't me, it probably would have been someone else. So what was it there? And I think it's one of those things where me, I, I don't take it lightly. I don't call people a friend lightly, right? I don't just throw that word around like, oh, that's my friend. Like if I say you're a friend, you're someone that I care about, that I want to see grow, that, you know, I want you to be happy. And anything that I can do within that, then I'm going to do it within my power. But not trying to make you a um, a pet project or anything, but I do want to understand, like, if a friend did wrong me in some way, like, then I want to understand what led to this. Because then that's going to help me be more forgiving towards you versus like, oh, wow, you were actually a different type of person on a different type of agenda. And I don't know where this is from. Like, <laughs> I just see it's coming on the field. And that would then cause me to say, okay, well, at least I know where you stand, but this is not for me. But the understanding part, that's something that I, that's something that I prefer to have. Okay. Versus just saying like, no, I don't need that by, or you are who you are mm -hmm. because like I said before, sometimes people do need a mirror, but mm -hmm. I do that for friends and people that are close to me. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So guys, that is our episode. 
uh, that's all our so, questions related to the topic of forgiveness. Yeah, but yes, go on. I was gonna say the POV. I think we forget the, the POV. No, no, almost did. But <laughs> not gonna lie, there almost did. But we do have <laughs> we do have a POV, and what we want to talk about in this uh, POV is getting used to change in a relationship and the concept of revisiting a contract. Contract is an air quotes. So uh, no, you want to take this no, for a little bit? This. This, this, is, this is your POV. You can live. <laughs> I am the single party just simply responding. Okay. So I was uh, recently this past week uh, having a conversation with my partner and I it dawned on me. I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we we're listening to a different podcast, but then it came up um, where I, I thought to myself, some of the things in our contract um, that we've had from the beginning of our relationship don't apply to our relationship now. So I think it's one of those things where I saw that some lines needed to be deleted Okay. Or we need to begin to expand some of those clauses, so to speak, so that we can try new things and really get closer to the life that we want to live. And getting used to change in a relationship is not easy. But my thing now that I'm going to do differently is putting things into practice. At the beginning of the year, my words were getting clear and consistency. But now I think it's more so about putting things into practice because the more I put into practice, the more I'll get used to it. And then if I face it again in the future, it's not going to be this tough thing that I have to work through. So brought that up in conversation. And I think it's just really important to sometimes take an assessment of where you are now, because where you are now is not where you used to be. And as you grow in the future, where you are at that point is not who you who you're going to be right now. So revisiting the things that you thought were serving you at that point um, that you think are serving you now actually only serve the old version of you. So it's important to revisit because uh, that's how you grow. <laughs> and it just brings more awareness for both parties involved and understanding, okay, this is how we're operating now. This is how we've updated how we're going to face the different things within our relationship, whether it's finance or the other goals or uh, how you interact with each other. So yeah, I just really wanted to just share that because I thought it was just really interesting having that conversation and just being open to the allowance to exist and to uh, grow for, from a standpoint of good values, good positive values. I just want to make that clear as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, that very stressful, like good, positive that I keep it yeah. very clear about that. Um, yes. Before I respond, first, I just want to say, um, do you and your partner have an actual physical contract? Like, no, this is air quotes. Air the way quotes. you like, <laughs> where you present to that, I'm like, look like, and I'm sure everyone's thinking is like, do y'all have like an actual contract? No, not this weird. Is because listen, I believe contracts are for everything. I have friendship contracts, so I believe they're like necessary. You didn't make me sign one. Listen, <laughs> flow haven't. I've in the past like, hey, these are my stipulations. I've done the boyfriend situation with contracts to actually learn it from a boyfriend. But um, you know, when it comes to 
change in a relationship. I've not always been the greatest with those things. Um, thank God for growth because insecurity okay. is a real thing. Uh, but now I like I know for a fact going into a relationship now or at this point in my life, consistent change for me is required. Like I don't want to get bored, and I will get bored of your ass real quick. And I will just—it's the truth. It is the I will if I become bored, it's done. Like there's no saving it. Like and so, but yeah. then also with me learning like the fact that um, this idea of being comfortable in a relationship is so barbaric. And I think that a lot of us get that from hearing our parents and our relatives talk about, you know, you want to be with someone that you're comfortable with. There is, there is a comfort where you can be who you are. And there was a comfort of having to stick to a rubric. Like my grandmother stuck to a rubric. Uh, my mama couldn't stick to a rubric. She could really get the man, but that's not the story. Um, my aunties, like they stuck to a rubric. My, my, the, the men in my family, for the most part, stuck to a rubric. However, they weren't like fulfilled relationships. And I realized that to be in a fulfilling relationship, change is going to create uncomfortable points. And it, in some cases, will create, you know, heated arguments, heated debates, inquiries. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, that don't go there. Like, it will incite these things. But the idea is that you are with a partner that you kind of get to venture through perhaps some of your more darker, kinkier points of your life. And you don't want okay. to be judged about it. Like, hey, I would like to do this to you. What are your thoughts? Versus saying, nigga, no. It's kind of like, well, why would you want to do that to me? Like, do you yeah. love me anymore? Like, and I'm saying, like, from my own experiences, like, even with just, like, wanting to, oh, great example. Dated a guy who... We had to go to the same ice cream place every Saturday. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> had to eat pizza in a clockwise rotation. Um, we went to the same Taco Bell after school. And these were things that, you know, made him comfortable. But then I'm like, hey, I kind of like, we like do like spaghetti, like Italian today. Like, and I like, can we go over here to this ice cream parlor because I actually like them better? Um, and these things sound small, but these changes can really create friction. And the idea is that when these frictions happen, you know, they, they essentially they do make you better because then you get down to the reasoning. Well, you know, I am big on customer service and mm -hmm. you just like the fact that this is part of the routine to get home because you get to avoid the I-95 or you get to avoid the toll. Like, <laughs> those understandings, like, oh, okay, so you're cheap. Like, you really do like, I don't know, I just... I'm at a point now where I understand that change is necessary. And in some cases, it really is invigorating for the relationship. And I know I don't want to get bored in any aspect of my future. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, um, again, allowing the person to exist where they are now. And that's always going to change and being open to that. And then the second thing uh, I'm reminding of this little phrase that people say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> And people apply that to relationships sometimes and don't even realize they're doing that. It's like, no, it's not the it's not the fact that it's not broken. Like, not saying that it's not working. Like, yes, it works. But is it serving you right now? Could it use a little bit of a different 
scenario or change of scenery rather, or maybe a little bit of an update. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think there's any issue with trying those things. It was just, um, I think it, that's actually what's going to keep your, make your relationship stronger. Extremely. And again, not just about a partnership, but within friendships and mm -hmm. how you treat your family relationships, relationships and things like yeah. that too. So um, just wants to share that. So just thought it was really interesting because it was just like a one with that clip, like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. we haven't really had a discussion on what we're going to do differently this year. Like, we're just kind of going along with the motions and not that we're bored or anything, but, you know, why not be aware of that and make an effort towards it and be on the same page of it as well. Okay. Cool. All right. That is our episode. So guys, you can definitely give us a follow. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at Bryant and Noah. Follow, follow us on Twitter at Bryant and Noah. You can search us on Facebook, Bryant and Noah the Podcast, and go to our website, bryantandnoah.com. Absolutely. Be sure to comment and share. Uh, check out our Instagram daily. And yeah, that's it. Yes. Talk to you guys soon. Right, bye, guys.